Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. And a very good Saturday morning to you. It is Drive Time Radio here on Alternative Talk 1150 KKNW. Our uh, our weekly meetup where we just hang out and talk cars for an hour. Everything to do with cars, from car culture to buying a car to um, all of the different things that go on in the automotive world. From, uh, you know, the, the, the kids out revving their engines at night in the Dick's parking lot and keeping the old people awake to uh, the people that uh, repair cars and sell cars and buy cars and anything to do with automotive, with mobility, really. We don't just limit it uh, strictly to automotive. Last week, we talked uh, at length about golf carts and custom golf carts. There's a little bit of everything on the show on a Saturday morning. It is Mother's Day weekend, so if you are taking mom out tomorrow, beautiful thing to do. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there and uh, all the people who act as mothers. It's just, it's a great day. It's a day to celebrate your mom. And it is a day to, uh, to also, and this is something I'm going to, I'm going to do this right at the top of the show here this morning because it's important. I want to get it and I do it every year. If you can, if you have the opportunity uh, this uh, today or tomorrow, do me a favor. If you appreciate this show and uh, what you get from it, uh, please, by all means, go to a Trader Joe's, go to a, a, a you know any place that sells flowers, grab a couple of bunches of flowers, and go to your local um, rehab home, your local uh, old age home, uh, the veterans home out on the Kitsap Peninsula, uh, you know any one of these places where there are many older senior citizens housed. Um, there are many mothers there that don't get flowers on Mother's Day. There are many mothers there that don't get their kids to come and visit because they live far away or they're just too busy. Uh, you heard cats in the cradle. Uh, drop a couple of bouquets of flowers off and just ask the person at the front desk to give them to a, a, a woman who didn't have anybody visit them today. Just drop off, uh, you know, again, you can get a, a a bouquet of flowers for 10 bucks at Trader Joe's. You go, you buy it, you drop it off, you make somebody's day, you make them so happy by doing something like that. And selfishly here, you will get an immense feeling of satisfaction from doing it. I've been doing this for years. And I I have to tell you that the feeling of satisfaction that you get from doing this, this small little act of kindness is um, is far better than most anything else you can do on Mother's Day except go out with your own mother. You're acting as, a, you know, a person who is bringing somebody happiness. So if you get a chance to do that, please do that. Uh, please drop a, a bouquet or two of flowers off at an old age home and start it as a family tradition every Mother's Day. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. Okay, we, um, we're going to have our good friends Zach and Ray Shevska from CarEdge.com on in just a little while. We'll get a chance to spend some time with them this morning and talk a little bit about, uh, about the car business, where it's going, new cars, used cars. Zach and Ray 
Both are experts at this stuff. Their website, CarEdge.com, is maybe in its short two-year existence the best in the business. I mean, they can tell you how many days a car is online. Well, we'll, we'll talk more about that. We got a cartoon for you this morning that pays tribute to mothers and trucks. No, not mother truckers, but mothers and trucks. And, of course, we'll have our Yo Vinny and our, um, you know, our, our review, our, our drive time road test this week. So don't miss that as well. Uh, let's um, bring in our producer, Nathan. Nathan, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Finney. Doing excellent. Good, 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 man. It's good to see your smiling face, as always, on this sunny day. Are you keeping cool, pal? Unfortunately, I live without AC at home, but here in the studio, it's nice and chilly. Yeah, the, uh, the, I've always noticed that radio station studios, I guess because of the equipment, not because of the people that work there, believe you <laughs> me. If they thought they could get away with not putting the air conditioning on, they would. But they have to keep the equipment cool. Especially so, that engineering room. It's like... Uh, Almost walking into a refrigerator. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got to keep that stuff cool. So anytime you think that the radio station owner is uh, is saying, wow, man, we love our people so much. <laughs> that we'll, you know, we're going to keep this place cool for Nathan. Sorry, my friend. They just want to stay on the air. They just want to keep the electronics cool. Um, you having a good week, I take it? Absolutely. Finally got out to play some disc golf after quite a long stretch of rain and other things getting in the way. Yeah, this is uh, this is the you know the greatest weather because you see who has convertibles in their garages. They just back them out and everybody's driving around. And disc golf. Now, do you not play just regular golf? Is that not? It's something I've wanted to try, but uh, disc golf. It's easy. It's free. It's cheap. And yeah, to buy totally. the discs, I mean, to separate the free. It's free to play, but cheap to buy the equipment. Ah, all right. I like that. Uh, cheap is good. Yeah, you go out for a set of golf clubs. I mean, you're talking a thousand bucks these days. Oh, man. All right, you got a question you want to ask me? Whoops, a little trouble here. <laughs> you can just ask it, Nathan. <laughs> Yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week? <laughs> there you go, Nathan. Look at that. The man can think on his feet. You're going to love this, Nathan. I am driving uh, the 2023 Ford F-150 Raptor. Oh, my God. This this, this truck, is uh, it shouldn't exist. It's You know, it's so funny. Last week, I had the Mustang E. uh you know, the electric Mustang didn't see a gas station a whole week already. I've gone through a half a tank of gas in this thing. It's a 36-gallon tank. It gets 12 miles to the gallon. There's no reason that this truck should exist except for pure self-indulgence. 700 horsepower. That's right. It's the Raptor R version, which has the um, the V8 engine. As I said, the 5.2-liter V8, 700 uh, horsepower, 37-inch BF Goodrich KO2 tires. I mean, this thing is just equipped to rip a house down. It's equipped to go fast. I mean, it just, you hit the gas and boom. And the one thing I like about this particular one that they sent me is that it doesn't have the overwhelming graphics. It has what they call a graphics delete package. So it doesn't say Raptor all over it. It doesn't say this and that. It's just basically, bing, 
You know, it's the truck. It's got a hood scoop. It's got people look at it like they salivate over it. It's amazing how much people, uh, guys mostly, uh, you drive this thing through the Dick's parking lot or something, and you drive, and, and boom, it, you get looks. It sounds macho. It feels macho. It looks macho. It's great. I, it is an excellent uh, uh, piece of uh, testosterone. Uh, you know, you don't have to go to one of those ads on cable TV and buy the testosterone that Frank Thomas is selling. You all you got to do is spend a hundred and ten thousand dollars for this truck. And it'll do the same thing for you. I don't know if the ladies look at it that way, uh, or the men, or whoever you're, uh, you know, you're going after. But I'll tell you, man, as far as feeling, as far as rumbling, as far as driving in this thing, I'm excited. I'm going to get to drive this thing all week, take it out, hopefully to the stumps out there at Lake Kachess, and really get a chance to uh, go in and have some fun with this thing. All right, as promised, and we'll bring them in uh, just a little bit early because I think they're ready to go. We get a chance to uh, spend a few minutes with our good friends, and we'll add them to the stream here. I'm learning how to do this. Ray <laughs> and Zach Shevska from CarEdge.com. Good morning, fellas. How are you? I'm, I don't know about Zach, uh, Vinny, but I can tell you I'm good. I do I do have to question one thing. Okay. That story about about grabbing some bouquets of flowers and dropping them off at, uh, at retirement homes for, for uh, the mothers out there whose children don't come and visit. That can't be coming from New York, Vinny, because Vinny, people in New York are just not that nice. <laughs> uh, you know, I've been out of New York long enough that I kept the accent, but I got rid of the nastiness. <laughs> well, God bless you. <laughs> you know, it's, right? it's a little thing, you know, you, you go through life, and you guys know this, you go through life and you try to look for little things you can do for people. You know, sometimes it's holding the door. Sometimes it's just that little thing. I've been doing this now probably 25, 30 years Every Mother's Day, I go and I get the, the flowers and bring them and encourage my listeners to do it. And the smiles that you put on people's faces, the people that work at the front desk, not just the people at the end, people that get the flowers, because you never really even see them. But these are people that are not thought about anymore. You know, their families leave them or they can't be there for whatever reason. And you do, it costs you 20 bucks and you get more pleasure out of it. Probably than than they do. You get you get something really cool out of it, Vinny. If I may, my dad he would never say this on on a show like this, but every year around holiday time, he sends a gift basket to the front desk staff at the uh, apartment buildings that he's in. I think most years maybe you get a thank you, but you you don't care. You do it because it makes you feel good. I think you said like a very expensive Harry and David thing, but you do it year in year out. You guys are identical. Not not only because on the screen I can see you guys really do look alike, but uh, <laughs> uh, you, are, you guys are similar. Yeah, but, you know one thing, Vinny. If I could, it, being yeah. nice to people, it doesn't cost, my friend. It pays. It it just takes a little bit of effort, and and the return on that effort is well, you can't actually put that feeling into words. But it's just when you have the opportunity to make somebody's day take it really if if more of us did that if people did that maybe this this whole country's whole world and not just the country wouldn't be any insane mess that it's in exactly. so 
now I'm going to ask you, that's a great lead into a question that I want to ask you. If that's the case and you can be nice to people and why do people, why when you go to a car dealer, do you feel like nobody's nice there to you in, in many places? Not all, but some dealerships make you feel this tall. Others, you know, they, they sit you down, but there's a lot of anxiety around that people have around going to a car dealer and, uh, and, and dealing and, and even just purchasing something. Zach, go for it. I mean, Vinny, think about it. How many things do you negotiate? How many big purchases do you negotiate? I guess you negotiate the house, you put offers and things like that. Um, when you buy a car, you negotiate. Outside of that, you know, it's not like we go to the grocery store and we negotiate on the yogurt we're going to buy. You don't. It's just it has a price. And so the reason that there's all that anxiety, the reason that a lot of people end up feeling scared and nervous, what I've been able to realize is the compensation plan on the other end of that desk is tied to holding as much gross profit as possible. And as a consumer, I'm doing this once every five years. As a salesperson or sales manager, I'm doing this every single day. And unlike buying a house, it's not like you got a real estate agent there giving you comps. You know, you're kind of on your own. And so no wonder it's anxiety inducing. And then there's great dealers out there who make it the opposite. And just like you guys are saying, do something nice. Those are people that we love dealing with, love working with, because they make people feel confident. They feel, you know, like they're not getting ripped off, that they're excited about buying their new car. Well, it's, it's really interesting that you bring up buying a house because, in essence, what you guys do uh, with your, your car coach and his different levels, of course, of belonging to Car Edge, but with the car coach, you va- basically give somebody a real estate agent, except it's a car agent. It, it, it has It's the same idea. You have somebody that knows what they're doing, protecting you and giving you the information you need when you buy a car. Exactly. What we're trying to do is to is to leverage, um, I guess, my 43 years in the car business and to supplement it with the others who have spent time in the automobile industry who have dedicated their time now to want to help people and make it easier for them uh, to go through this process. And, and as Zach likes to say, to try and level the playing field to some degree um, so that people can feel confident and empowered uh, when they're trying to buy uh, their next car or truck. And not only is it uh, buying the car or the truck, but it's also the other stuff that intimidates people. Uh, You on the show the other day, I think it was Zach that made a great point about insurance. And, you know, you go to buy, you you love this car and it's a great car and, you you know, you can squeeze out the $1,000 a month payment to uh you know to buy it I, now i would never be able to squeeze that out but uh, <laughs> but then you go to uh you call up your friendly jake from state farm and he tells you well let me tell you what you're going to have to pay us every month to drive that car and all of a sudden you're like on the floor going wait a minute i didn't think it would be that much and you guys help with that as well which i always find interesting if i may pops i just want to say i mean The end game here, Vinny, isn't to necessarily just make buying a car easier. It's to bring transparency and informational quality to the industry in general. You got to empower consumers and the industry's got to evolve. And, you know, if we do this right a decade from now, Car Edge and my dad's face and my face, hopefully we'll have have, uh, made an imprint there across all aspects. 
Ray and Zach Shevska are with us from CarEdge.com. It's a great website that you should go and check out. Even if you're not going to buy a car, just there's so much information. If you want to find out about trends in the business, what's going on in the car business, if you know somebody that's buying a car, this business is changing. I mean, it's a different business now than it was four or five months ago when, when we spoke. There's so many dynamic things going on in this business. Dealers are... Um, I don't, you know, they, they, they now can get cars, but the cars that they're getting are priced way over uh, what people really, at the average middle class person can afford. That, can, that can't really be good for the car business, can it? Uh, I don't think it is. Uh, I, you know, we look at we look at numbers and inventory levels on a daily basis. Unfortunately, I, I, I wish I, I wish I had a more exciting life to live when it comes to that. But uh, you know, when, when we look at these numbers, you get you begin to realize that all of the major manufacturers have decided to leave the middle class and lower class of uh, of people behind when it comes to being able to have the ability to purchase a new vehicle they have made a conscious decision to continue to produce at a high level the high trim level vehicles and the high profit margin vehicles so when you see the average transaction price approaching $46,000 on just an everyday car and and luxury car prices at $65,000 and and you can see that luxury car sales are now almost 20% of all sales out there you be, you begin to realize that they're just they've decided not to build cars that are affordable for the vast majority of people and and so yes the industry has changed but not necessarily for the better yeah, but unfortunately, that's true. I mean, even marks that you look at and, and consider to be budget marks, or marks that you, uh, you know, you say, well, you know, you know, I'm not trying to buy a Cadillac. I'm trying to buy a Toyota. Well, you walk into the Toyota showroom and uh, you look at the sticker, and uh, you know that knocks you on the floor. And then the guy says, well, besides that, you got to buy this if you want the car. That's uh, that's crazy. I mean, it's nuts. The evolution in the industry, I think, is just beginning because the frustration from consumers, I don't think, has ever been more pronounced than it is right now. The The boiling point is here. I mean, we've just had three years of inventory shortages, the normalization of dealer markups. And I mean, heck, Vinny, even, even in states like Texas, we're starting to see things become a touch more consumer friendly. We were just covering it on the show yesterday. A, a law is uh, uh, likely going to be signed in in the state of Texas so that dealers can no longer get this force customers to finance through them. That became the norm over the past three years because the dealers make so much money doing the indirect lending that they were not allowing customers to buy if they wanted to pay cash or use their own financing. So I think we're at a a boil over, like the the consternation, the frustration of consumers. We see it every day on our channel and and you know through the thousands of people that we help. And so the OEMs are going to have to wake up. The dealers are going to have to wake up. And I think this industry is definitely going to look different and it already looks so much different than pops when you were in it you know just a couple years ago yeah because when i was in it the average gross profit per new car sold was somewhere around two hundred dollars and the average gross profit per new car sold today is probably around twenty five hundred dollars before you add in any of your finance and insurance income that dealerships make in the back end of deals so yes it 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 has it has gone from when 
I was running dealerships, many new car departments were not profitable at all, at all. I mean, it was the new car departments were a loss leader for the dealerships. And today, the new car departments are hugely profitable, um, which which is, uh, well, helped make dealerships more profitable than they ever have been historically over the past two years. Is a consumer ever, or how can a consumer, let me rephrase it, how can a consumer, average consumer that's going to go in and buy a car, put themselves uh, at least on an even playing field or at an advantage over a car dealer, or is that an impossibility? Is that just not something that you can do? I don't know if there's like an advantage, disadvantage, you know, type of approach, but parity, like getting on parity. So understanding market conditions, understanding what other people have paid for. And I'm not talking about just trusting true car on that one because they sadly are kind of in the pockets of the dealers. So, you know, you've got a lot of research that you can do to understand what people are paying and understand what the market conditions are. And I think one of the things we're really proud of and keep me honest here, Pops, is there are some vehicles that are still an incredibly short supply. So for example, the point here is being realistic expectations. If you're in Southern California and you're looking for a brand new Toyota RAV4 Prime, and the dealer says to you, hey, there's a $5,000 additional dealer markup. Now, our advice, you keep me honest, Pops, is you shouldn't buy the thing. Like, go find a different point A to point B transportation. But you know what? That $5,000 additional dealer markup might be the lowest one in the area because no one's got their hands on one and no inventory is coming for another year. And so realistic expectations, understanding market conditions. Pops, you've probably got a laundry list of other things you should Well, I, I was I was going to say when, when, when Vinny, you suggested, well, how can the customers get the advantage? over the dealer. And I immediately thought of Las Vegas. And what I thought of was, was blackjack. And, you know, you can count cards and you really, you still don't have the advantage, uh, but you've narrowed the casino's advantage. Um, or you can learn to play basic strategy. Um, and, and basically what we're doing is trying to help people learn to play basic strategy. So they, so they can actually, cut down the house's advantage but consumers are never going to 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 have the advantage over the dealerships because consumers don't buy cars often enough and dealerships are selling uh, many cars every day they they have tactics they have training they have years of experience and all that comes into play so they will always have the upper hand but Via basic strategy, we can we can help mitigate uh, the size of the advantage that they would have. I, I saw something interesting this morning, as a matter of fact, when I was getting ready for the show. I saw a Hyundai ad <clears throat> for their new Ionic, I think it's the I- Ionic 6, yes. that directly took on Tesla. Two, two car brands you probably five years ago would never, ever think would take on each other. And now Hyundai is trying to position themselves as a better and more luxurious buy at, uh, than a Tesla. While that, that may be true, I mean, I haven't driven the Ionic 6 yet to know if it is or it isn't. Um, it's interesting to me that they even feel that, that, that they can compete on that same footing now with, uh, with Tesla as the perception of Tesla as a luxury car. 
And obviously the elephant in the room there is the fact that Tesla sells direct to consumer and Hyundai has to deal with their dealers who are ruining their reputation by adding these markups. You know, so it, it's really a, an inflection point for the folks at Hyundai and Kia to think about what, what the heck are we going to do? And, and I believe every manufacturer um, needs to at least create the perception that they were that they are equal to or better than their competitors. Um, whether they are or they aren't is another story. It yeah. is all perception. And so if you're the new guy in the EV world, well, yeah, you want to say that you're as good or better than the big guy in the EV world. I doubt that they are, um, but it at least tries to legitimize who they are and and offers people the opportunity to look at something other than a Tesla because uh, through advertising, the people are starting to think, well, maybe it is equal to a Tesla. Yeah. Do, do they run the risk? Uh, and I was thinking about this when I was watching and said, do they run the risk of um, brand confusion, do you think, a little bit? Because it was funny to me that they, they pitted the Hyundai up against the Tesla and not the Genesis, which is their luxury car division and makes i've driven almost every genesis there is it is a fantastic car it's unbelievably yes. fantastic but yet they they chose to pit the hyundai up against the tesla which i i found fascinating well i i would think the reason that they would would do that is um the hyundai is a more mass market brand um than genesis is and so uh i i think what hyundai's trying to do is as the EV market grows, they're trying to position themselves as the new mass market brand for EVs and not necessarily the high-end, completely luxury brand for EVs. And let's face it, they sell a few more Hyundais than they do Genesis. Yeah, yeah. So if I may, Vinny, the deal if I may, I say brand confusion at Hyundai, and got to remember Hyundai, Kia, Genesis are all owned by the same... The Kia logo is probably the best representation of brand <laughs> confusion with that organization. They don't seem to care because if you if you Google search trends for Kia versus the letters KN, there's a lot of searches for the letters KN ever since they did that rebrand. So I don't know if it's one of their primary concerns. Yeah, I yeah, I I think they're just trying to get the cars out the door. Um, but it it definitely adds a little bit more confusion in that realm. Ray, let me ask you this: who, who's who's going to be the Henry Ford? Here, who's going to be the guy, or not the guy, but the company uh, that comes up with an affordable electric vehicle that the average family can go out and purchase without going into uh, massive amounts of hawk to go get this, to go get this car, and it'll be a reliable and and car that that people can use every day. Nobody. Okay, absolutely nobody. And the reason I say that is. Um, Getting into the EV business is so expensive that, and the profit margins are so thin that it becomes virtually impossible for anybody to cater to the low end electric vehicle and make any money at it. My theory, and this is strictly my theory. Um, I like good theories, though. You have good theories. I, I watch well, your theories. Well, they're based on they're 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 based on uh, I don't know. Haven't been around for a few years. You're a theoretical um, kind of guy. Yeah. So <laughs> my theory is, is is that EV makers out there are thinking to themselves, 
they're just going to continue to produce 40 plus thousand dollar vehicles and anybody that can't afford those can wait and buy one used and so nobody, I, I honestly believe in my heart of hearts that there isn't a manufacturer out there that is going to be able to produce any substantial quantities of low-priced, affordable EVs for the foreseeable future. Now, that, now, maybe a decade from now, they'll be able to figure it out. But right now, it's the, the cost of switching over from internal combustion engines for the legacy manufacturers to EVs is so astronomical that it's just it's just not affordable for them or profitable enough for them to entertain the less expensive electric vehicles, which is why they don't produce any of them in any real numbers. And the ones that they do put out there, uh, as we just saw with Chevy a couple of weeks ago, with the Bolt and the Bolt uh, EUV, they're getting rid of it. Uh, yes. I don't know. I don't know why. It's a popular car. It's actually a, a, a very good car for what it is, and it's uh, it's gone. It probably cost them more to make that car than than, than well, they, they come close to recovering. Well, for instance, at Ford, um, Ford loses about sixty thousand dollars on every EV that they sell between, you know, all the startup costs for the EV divisions and, and engineering costs and, and, and all that, they're losing about $60,000 per EV sold. Well, my, my suspicion would be that if suddenly you were offering $25,000 EVs, well, now you're losing $90,000 per EV sold as opposed to 60,000. So, Economically, it doesn't make sense for these manufacturers at this particular point in time to offer the inexpensive, cheap um, EV. Now, there's the hope that Tesla will, and and the talk that they will, yeah. but but even even they realize that if nobody can really do it, and and if they can keep their cars at around forty thousand dollars, there's really no need to to suddenly produce one at twenty for twenty five thousand dollars. Are you amazed at how Tesla set the car world on its ear? I mean, is that, you know, you've been around a long time. I look at it and say, whoever thought that Tesla was really going to cause this, uh, be the causation of this this absolute flip in the car business of, of now, you know, these legend, these these legacy companies going out and trying to do something new and do it right and do it as good as a company that's been around for 10 years. Uh, it, it shocked me. I mean, you know, I never really thought that EVs would take off. Then again, I didn't believe there was anything to that internet thing either. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, and, and look at us today. So, um, yeah, my my guess was wrong with Tesla way back when, but but now that they're in such a profitable profitable position that they really can dictate what the pricing needs to be in the market. There are no other manufacturers out there that are as nimble as Tesla is when it comes to adjusting their prices, uh, whether some of their inventory level builds up and they go, okay, time to move some units. Let's lower the MSRP um, or let's put some more pressure on the legacy manufacturers out there that want to try and grab some of our market share. Uh, you know, they have forced... 
Ford twice to lower the pricing on their Mach-E's uh, so that uh, Ford can hope to remain competitive. And, well, they're not. But And that's all, you know, Tesla having a price advantage and a profit advantage because their gross profit per vehicle sold is so much higher than uh, a legacy manufacturer. Zach, you, you, um, you, you interested, you're interesting in it. The company's interesting in that not only do you help, and we'll go back to this again, people buy cars, but you also, you, you sell insurance in 50 States, your license, you do, uh, warranties, extended warranties that, uh, a lot of people consider to be a ripoff, uh, a, a lot of mm-hmm. times you sell them at a, at a much fairer price. Do you guys have to know dealers. I mean, you must get phone calls from people uh, that, that, you know, people say, don't come out of your house in the, in the morning. You know, <laughs> we don't live I, in I New mean, York, I've dealt with a few of those back. <laughs> I know. How they... <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting. We're trying to, you know, bring that transparency. So like one thing with the, with the warranty, for example, you want to get a quote, you don't have to give us your email or your name or your phone number or literally any information. You can just get the quote and you can use it as leverage to negotiate with anyone else. doesn't matter to us. It's like stuff like that, Vinny, that just brings that level playing field. And, you know, what's really interesting is I like to call them car edge converts. There are dealers out there that want to be and are already car edge converts. And so, you know, there's a whole subset of dealers that contact us and say, hey, never talk about us, never send anyone our way. Uh, you're the bane of our existence. And more and more recently, there are dealers that come to us and say, hey, we abide by the same principles that you guys preach. We watch the shows. We like what you and your dad are doing. How do we get involved? How do we help people? And we're actually on June 15th, so about a month from now, launching the first ever Car Edge Preferred Dealer Network. And uh, that's been interesting because we're having people sign, these organizations sign legal agreements and and they have to abide by our principles and our promise. And then, you know, me and my dad get the joys of setting up a secret shopper program to make sure it actually, actually happens. But we're going to give it a shot, Vinny, because supposedly, supposedly there are some dealers out there who really do want to play fair, make this fun, make this exciting and have a customer for life rather than a one time customer that pays for it, you know, mortgage payment. Yeah, it it really is amazing. Zach, tell me about um, uh, uh, maybe there's there's somebody that you helped that you really maybe there's somebody that you really feel proud of helping that you could think of. Somebody last night, last like- night, Vinny, I'm 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 on Bachelor Week. My girlfriend's out of town, and my dad didn't <laughs> want to hang out with me, so I was just hanging out at home. And and um, you know, I I get DMs on all the different social media platforms. And last night, I got one from a woman named Maisha, and it said, "Actually, I'm going to pull it up if you don't mind, because." <laughs> You know what? It it made me so proud. It said, I have some great news. Five exclamation points. You guys have really changed my life. And I said, oh, that's incredible. What happened? <laughs> Saved over $10,000 buying a Kia Telluride. And I got the whole, I mean, it's an essay here, Vinny. It's truly, you know, it's an essay. Um, <laughs> but ultimately, she had the confidence, her and her her husband had the confidence to not take a $65,000 price that included a $10,000 additional markup, dealer markup, and they got the vehicle at $55,000. And um, yeah, I mean, this happens every, every, every hour, every day. And it's incredible. It makes you so proud. Yeah, I, I would have to think that that helping people. And, and again, let me let me emphasize too, because I know you two guys are the face. 
Well, you have a ton of people behind you uh, that from finance to car coaches to a whole organization of people that spot the trends, car coach people, help people, guide them in the right direction. So it's not, I mean, you guys are great guys and handsome and everything, <laughs> but you got a whole ton of people behind you that are helping you out as well. I don't want to be hyperbolic, Pops, but that's my MO. We're nothing without the team. We're really nothing without the team. The the car coaches especially, they have any end of months here at Car Edge, just like if you were a salesperson at a dealership, it's very, very, very busy. It doesn't matter if the end of the month's on a Saturday, a Sunday, the team's on there. I mean, Pops, I'm thinking about just how over the top they go, you know, to make sure that people are taken care of. Um, too many names to to say all at once here, but it's an incredible group and it gives me an inspiration, Dad, to keep doing what we're doing. Well, it it what what inspires me is when we read the success stories, um, and and we know that we've had a positive impact on somebody's life. Um, you know, if you can save somebody five thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars, whatever it is, that's a significant sum of money um, that can allow them to have some other things. Uh, in their lives so that it just the, the the sense of satisfaction of knowing that on a daily basis we help people I, I i i don't have the right words to express that sense of satisfaction that sense of meaning that i get in my life at this at this point in, in time um you know i spent 43 years in the retail automotive sector and legitimately, I tried my best to make some small incremental changes on how we did things, at least at the dealerships that I worked with. Yeah. Um, but today, we're, we're not just trying to change the individual dealership that I'm working at. I'm not working at any anymore, but we're trying to change an industry. And we are starting to see the impacts of trying to change that industry. Um, and that just to know that we can, we can maybe help pull their heads out of their butts and pull and pull the, the industry out of the 20th century into the 21st century, um, is, is really kind of satisfying for me. It's yeah, it, it is kind of an amazing thing when you look back at the, at some of the deals I and mean, obviously a lot of it have changed, but there's still a, there's still a cigar chomper out there somewhere, you know, uh, trying to sell you. A car. How do uh, how do people get in contact with you? Uh, tell me a little bit about the website uh, quickly. I know that we're going to run up against the clock here in a minute, but yeah, uh, CarEdge.com, C-A-R-E-D-G-E.com. Obviously, our website. You can you can go there and contact the team if you want to get in touch with either of us directly. It's just our first names, so Ray or Zach. At I got it set up. Pops CarEdge.com. So you can get in touch with us there. We're on YouTube. Just Google search Ray and Zach and our channel should pop up. Um, Pops, you also show up frequently on Twitter. Raz is jazz. So we're, we're everywhere, Vinny. You can't, you can't get, you can't get away from us. That's, that's good because you're, you're, you listen, you make people laugh. You you do what I've always tried to do in my shows is be entertaining and informative. Exactly. That's the two keys to success. I think in, in this communications business and you guys hit that you're entertaining you're informative. You know something more at the end of the show than you did at the beginning of the show. And if you can do that, ninety-five out of a hundred shows, 
you're accomplishing something that uh, a lot of people never even come close to. Yeah, the, the the key to this is is I was never much of a student uh, because I I found um, education kind of boring, and and so my take on helping educate people is to make it as entertaining as possible. Um, I know that there's one of the famous sayings in the car business is the feel of the wheel seals the deal. In other words, make sure your damn customer demos the car so that they can fall in love with it. My saying that I had when I ran dealerships, because I didn't feel like I was selling cars. I felt like I was in the entertainment business. And my theory was, is, is if you give the customer a good show, they'll part with their dough. Okay. <laughs> that was my saying. So the whole concept was to make it as entertaining as you possibly could. As I used to tell the customers, you come in, you have a good time. There's no $10 cover or two drink minimum. <laughs> you just come in and we'll have some fun and you'll go home in your new car. But can you tap dance? I can cannot. You tap dance? I cannot, but I can chair dance, my friend. <laughs> there you go. You'll do a little of this, you know. You got it. His <laughs> hips are tight, but the shoulders work. The shoulders work. <laughs> hey, fellas, it's been good to catch up with you. I'm glad that uh, this car edge and, and YA before that was going is going good. Uh, the more people I turn on to your show, everybody calls me and says, boy, those, where did you find those guys? So <laughs> I, 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 you're on the right track, and, and I really appreciate you taking a few minutes to come on and uh, spend some time, and, and let's do it again in a few months and see how, how many people you've helped then. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having us, Vinny. We, we really, really do appreciate it. Thank, Thank you, Vinny. you for spending the time with us, man. I really appreciate it. All right. Take care, fellas. Yeah, there's our uh, special guest stars for today, Ray and Zach Shevska. CarEdge.com is the name of their website. You should go and check it out. Uh, if you're in the market to buy a car, it is definitely worth checking out. They have a lot of great information there. I jump on it all the time uh, and listen to their broadcast on YouTube um, every day. They, they do like, like 10 a week. So if you're lonely, they'll talk to you. All right, let's um, <clears throat> quickly hit our drive time cartoon of the week. She is uh, Dolly Parton's younger sister. Did you know? I didn't know. Yeah, younger sister Stella Parton has quite a musical career of her own. And among the songs that she has had that have been very popular is a song called A Truck Driving Mother. So... Here is Stella Parton uh, with a little Mother's Day cartoon. There you go. Stella Parton, younger sister of Dolly Parton. And that's uh, I'm a Truck Driving Mama. That's uh, from, I think, 1975, if I'm not mistaken, or 76, somewhere in there. Uh, part of the Parton family, but a load of entertainers uh, in that family, of course. Uh, the most famous being Dolly, but uh, a lot of talent in that family out of Sevierville, Tennessee. And uh, that is our drive time cartoon, our Saturday morning cartoon of the week, where we uh, try to bring you a little, you know, a little musical interlude to everything. All right, quick break here. We'll come back and uh, we've got a story for you. And we will uh, give you our take on the Mustang Mach-E coming up here on Drive Time Radio. Bright new beginning to a beautiful 1968. 
Chevrolet's Impala Sport Coupe. Dramatically new, distinctively styled. What strikes you first is the beautiful harmony of line. Every curve, every sweep is clean and compatible. Modern, fresh design. And inside, Chevrolet remembers your comfort with new colors, new fabrics, new instrument panel. Security, too, with the proved GM energy-absorbing steering column, new side marker lights. Impala 68, unforgettably beautiful. Right back to its new recessed taillights. Impala, America's favorite car, is at your Chevrolet dealers, who reminds you, be smart, be sure, buy Chevrolet. Alternative Talk 1150, the talk of the sound. We're right back with you on Saturday morning's Drive Time Radio. New York, Vinny, hanging out with you on a beautiful Saturday morning. Temperatures expected to uh, get into the 90s again today. The 90s? Is it August? Whoa. Um, do make sure that you're... Uh, uh, I, I know this, I, I harp on this uh, a little bit with you, but uh, I, I don't want you to burn your car out. Make sure that your air conditioning is charged, uh, that you have enough coolant, not just water, but coolant in your radiator because, you know, sometimes we can forget, especially this early, that uh, you you need to have the right mix of coolant and water in your radiator so that the thing doesn't blow up and overheat on you, um, you know, out on Highway 18 or wherever you might be going, uh, you know, or, or you're stuck in traffic with the air going. It, uh, you know, it can do damage to your car. So make sure, check your fluids in your car. Check to make sure that your car is uh, in good running order. You know, I I mean, this kind of heat can be brutal on a car. Absolutely brutal on a car. We saw that, uh, you know, and and we have to get kind of used to that because with climate change and everything going on, we're seeing these days, uh, normally this would be a lot cooler, uh, earlier in the year, more of them, higher temperatures. You got to, uh, if you want your car to run right, you got to take care of business with it. Otherwise, uh, you could find yourself in a bit of trouble. All right, let's uh, take a look at our Drive Time Radio Road Test. The Drive Time Radio Road Test. Every week, Vinny puts another car through its paces and lets you know the good, the bad, and the ugly. Ah, yes, the Mustang Mach-E. This is a car that I can't tell you how much I've noticed the improvement in this car from the first edition that I drove in 2021 when it first came out to the edition uh, that I drove, the all-wheel drive uh, Mach-E4X that I drove last week. This was an incredible vehicle. And if you're going to talk about vehicles that are going to capture the imagination of the mass audience, once you get past the fact that this is really an SUV, uh, but not as much of a Mustang. You know, it's a small SUV. They put the Mustang style on it uh, because it was a, a hot brand. And the performance GT Mustang E Mach E that I drove was an incredible car. It was quick. Uh, it doesn't give you the engine rumble because there's no engine to rumble. 
you know, there's electric motors in there. But the Mustang Mach-E uh, is up to, I think, uh, we, we clocked 275 miles of range, almost 300, actually, uh, with the, you know, driving it um, judiciously. Driving it so that you're not pounding on it all the time, but using the one pedal and, uh, you know, just, just driving it conservatively. Uh, but what I really liked about it is it just absolutely jumped on the road. When you wanted to get into freeway traffic, boom, this thing took off. Uh, zero to 60 time was somewhere around, well, under four seconds. I think it was three, seven, three, eight, something like that. Uh, they've changed the trims around a little bit. And the vehicle that I had um, had uh, the Blue Cruise, which is one of the best semi-autonomous driving systems out there. I mean, you really, with the Blue Cruise, could set it and forget it. You know, you keep your hand on the wheel. But other than that, you're cruising along. Now, the great thing about this is they do have a camera in the steering wheel that keeps track of your eyes and if you look down to play with your phone or you look away or you're you're fooling around it takes the blue cruise off but when you put this blue cruise on and you're driving down i-5 with this thing and it's only available on limited highways uh it really makes a difference in how tired you get how much you enjoy the ride um it's nice to be able to not have to 100%, although you do have to, you can't just take your mind off the road, but there's a certain sense of the car is in control uh, in partnership with me. And while it's a little eerie, at the same time, it worked beautifully, uh, even to the point where you hit the directional signal and it scans out. If there's nothing there, it changes lanes. You don't have to touch the um, the steering wheel, which was quite amazing to me. It's roomy inside. It has a ton of space in there. Uh, the back seat has good space because there's no transmission hump on the floor. So you have a flat floor, and it gives you so much more space back there where you can legitimately put three people in the back seat. Yeah, they got to be smaller people. Uh, but you can put them back there. And uh, the Mach-E that I drove, the standard range all-wheel drive, had 311 horsepower. And it really, it, you know, you felt it. I mean, you felt to get up and go in this car. As far as styling, yeah, it looks kind of like a Mustang. Uh, you know, if you're a Mustang purist, no, you're not going to like this car. But if you are somebody whose mind is open and says, well, you know, maybe I want an SUV that looks a little bit like a, a sporty car, a, a sporty Mustang. Uh, you know, I think for all electric, electric vehicles, you have to have a certain open-mindedness uh, with these vehicles. If you have a closed mind, you've decided you're going to hate them, you're going to hate them anyway. But the more you drive them, the more you use these cars, the more you start to play with these cars and 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 get a uh, a sense of what they are. I think for me, the more I fall in love with them, the more I, I I look at this and say, "Wow, this is like crazy how innovative this is." Uh, you have 
that Blue Cruise system, you have uh, the ability with these cars uh, to adjust it and learn, and the car learns for you, your driving habits, so that you get the maximum economy out of a battery charge. Uh, you have in some models, you have seats that massage you and, and you can change interior uh, dynamics to have the colors you want in there. And I know it sounds like small stuff, but when you spend a lot of time in your car, these are things that you start to look at and it start to matter to you. It's really kind of amazing to me, at least, you know, you spend all this time in the car and you want to be able to change it every once in a while. You want a car that uh, feels confident on the road, and that's what the Mach-E does. It, it really feels very well connected to the road, I thought. I mean, listen, it's an electric car with electric steering. It's not going to feel like a rack and pinion steering setup, uh, you know, a sports car setup. But it does feel connected to the road. It does make adjustments for the different terrain. And I have to also tell you that I absolutely love the one-pedal driving. When you switch it into one-pedal driving, you just use it one foot. You hit the gas when you take your foot off the uh, off the gas pedal. You call it the gas pedal, the accelerator. Uh, you it regenerates energy back into the car, but it also slows it down and stops the car. And Anybody who's been stuck in traffic, uh, you know, can tell you that the two, you know, moving your foot back and forth gets kind of tiresome. With the Mach-E, you don't have to do that with the one-pedal driving. I think, again, I thought that this was an incredible car. Uh, you know, uh, a little, I don't want to say high-priced. I don't think it, it's high-priced for what you get. Uh, but you do pay um, a price for this car. You get, $67,000 for this Mustang Mach-E. It's fully loaded. Safety stuff that's unbelievable. Um, you know, uh, all kinds of graphics and stuff. Uh, power lift gate. Room to carry stuff. Uh, I think Ford has taken their car that they came out with a couple of years ago and consistently worked on improving it to where um, it's become one of my favorite little uh, electric cars to drive it really has it, it's just a solid solid vehicle all right that's going to do it for this week's edition of drive time radio i'm new york Vinny. thank you so much for listening we'll see you next saturday morning if the lord's willing and the creek don't rise